0: Welcome back to My Streaming Bubble, the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. In today's bubble, Jill's back so we can talk about Amazon's original series, The Boys. So join us as we super spoil the insanity of the first season of this wild show. Thanks for listening and keep streaming. Damn it! So we're back with another episode of my streaming bubble, um, the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people that I tolerate. And tonight, back by popular demand, my bestie Jill. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming over. Just to be
1: fair, she bribed me with apple
0: cake. Yeah, apple cake. Ooh, Ouija board. And we <laughs> let you borrow the Ouija board. <laughs> A defunct Ouija board
1: did not produce any spirits. But a lot of
0: laughs and some spilled wine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were there and they are fucking with you guys, and you just didn't know because you guys were already filled with some spirits. Uh, um, I saw what you did there. Drinks. They were drinking. So <laughs> well, I blame Aaron. Aaron
1: spilled <laughs> the wine. <laughs> Actually, it's Kim's
0: fault. <laughs> I was gonna say, wow, it's Aaron's fault, not Kim's.
1: No, it's mostly Kim's fault.
0: But, here well. <laughs> but yeah, so no spirits, because you guys were staying at the Ambassador in Milwaukee. Yeah, the haunting. Ambassador
1: Hotel, so our hotel room was um, on the 300th floor.
0: The and... third floor. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: my room was like 307, or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm. my brain is broken this Mm-mm. week.
0: It's a Friday. It's the end of the week. It's been a rough fucking work week. So yeah. bear with us as we power through a discussion on the boys. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, that one was um, Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Original. Yeah, show about superheroes, imperfect, very very imperfect superheroes. With oh yeah, Carl Urban. Love him. He's kind of. Definitely. <laughs> we got to see his butt too, didn't we? Thinking a flashback scene, my note just said, I love yeah. Carl Urban. Dot dot dot. But
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was a nice little <laughs> little surprise. Yeah. They threw that in there.
0: Nice little treat.
1: I was um the guests or the actors, surprise actors on this show. Mm-hmm. Maybe real happy. Haley Joel osmond Mm-hmm. I see dead people. Gus Fring. For yes. Breaking Bad fans yep. out there. I don't know his actual real name, but he'll always be Gus Frang in my mind. Um,
0: yeah, his name's escaping me and I didn't Google it first, but...
1: Hermanos mm-hmm. <laughs> Poy- Poyos.
0: Mm-hmm. Poyos. 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 Jennifer Espinoza, the yeah, detective.
1: Yeah, I love her. I've liked her ever since um, the movie Son of Sam. She was oh, that's right.
0: That yep. I really liked that movie a lot. I liked her in uh, what was the show? Spin City with Michael oh, J. Fox yeah. and Richard Kind, and like just a whole mess of people. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yay! <laughs> and of course, Elizabeth Shue. Yes, I love her so much. The
1: adventures and the babysitting,
0: adventures and babysitting, still kind of having. Well, was having adventures, kind of babysitting. Oh, Homelander! Yeah. Huh? Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, there <laughs> nice. we
1: go. <laughs> Yeah, their relationship was very
0: odd. It was creepy. Odd
1: and it was creepy. And it was. A, I was a very. I was unsettled by mm-hmm. it. Just because I didn't really. I didn't know what was going on between them. And um, just the scenes between them were fucked up and weird. And at one point I'm like, well, maybe she's his mother. But
0: I don't you know. Yeah. Well, and I thought. At first I was like, yeah, cuz in their first scene in the first episode, it was it was very weird and I was like they they seem very close and I was like are they siblings? Are they all Lannister going on? Yeah, um I can see that. But then by the end of the season, I'm kind of wondering, you know, she's I guess like the mom type figure if Homelander was pretty much born and raised within that um company the laboratory. Yeah. That's kind of... So he's got mucho complicated fucking mommy issues. And maybe that was kind of the one constant nurturing type female role in his life. And then him just being a megalomaniac sociopath and fucking crazy. Super dick. <laughs> super dick. Yeah,
1: he's a character I love to hate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's super handsome and hot, obviously, but... Like, you are a giant douchebag.
0: And the way he, like, like the bullshit that he would spew to, like, the cops and the people, you guys are the true heroes, we're here for you, and clearly he just didn't give a shit. He viewed himself as superior, he viewed him and the other um, seven superior, and, you know, you know the rules, they shot at us first, so now we get to just kill anybody.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of scary too how like the public just loved him and just like ate him up, and mm-hmm. all you know all this while he's just doing terrible things mm-hmm. and twisting it and twisting it to his agenda. Yep. There's spoilers in this podcast.
0: No, I get I'm so bad about warning them at the start of the episode, so I try to put it on, you know, like the descriptions just. You know, yes. Please know that we're talking shows, <laughs> full seasons, possible full series, massive spoilers. But yeah, so he was like you said, a great character that you fucking love to hate because every time he came on screen, I was just like, ugh, mm-hmm. god damn it. He just
1: now, what psycho thing is he going to do or mm-hmm. like, manipulate
0: people? Yeah, I just did not trust him. And then there's also like the deep. So we're introduced to oh, the my deep. God. So his whole fucking storyline, holy shit. So, yeah, first he's, you know, clearly, like, using his position to get, like, mouthies and everything. And poor Iowa, like, she <laughs> fell for it. And you know what? God bless Starlight and being from Iowa. Woohoo! I Iowa represent. Go Hawks. But he was... So I, you know, I hated him. And then just kind of watching his storyline, and it's like I kind of wavered. And I didn't want to because I had hated him so much just right off the bat. And I'm like, so... You're kind of one of those that probably started off like Starlight. You wanted to do good. You wanted to, You actually wanted to help somehow, and everything just got corrupted and icky. And now you're getting shipped off to what fucking Ohio? Ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then kind yeah. of a little taste of his own medicine. I
1: actually didn't feel sorry for him at all. Even when he got shipped off to Ohio mm-hmm. and he got a little taste of, you know, getting the fingers in the gill mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, I just think like the power went to his head and yep, he just used it to his advantage and then just made bad decisions upon bad decisions. The scene where he's in the van, <laughs> and he's transporting
0: oh that poor no, dolphin. poor
1: dolphin. I mean, dolphins are rapey from what I've heard,
0: like they. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and their whole like little kind of conversation alluding to that there's like a relationship, or they would do things. Yeah,
1: and then just flying through the windshield, and then getting demolished by a semi truck. I will give this show (laughs) like. It was
0: terrible. (laughs) Sorry for laughing.
1: At the very first episode, when um, oh, what's it, Huey? So when his yeah, gets just decimated by um
0: a train. Mm mm-hmm.
1: like I that like I was just sh- in shock. Like I had to rewind it. Yeah, like, what just happened? Like leading up to this, and there, like there was nothing that could explain what just happened. No, and then I was like, how How are they going to top that? And then the dump <laughs> that fucking that topped.
0: That. What about Translucent when um, the exploded Translucent? <laughs> Fucking Huey did it. Oh, my God. I was just like, I just sat. It I was like, he did it. And I think, like, Tim had, like, walked in. He would seen, like, random bits. He cut. So he just knew just enough of what was going on. And he was in the other room. I was like, they did it. <laughs> they, blew, <laughs> they blew him up with the butt bomb. And he's like, yeah, I got that.
1: <laughs> I saw what you saw. Yeah, I, this show, like, um, I, so I was reading a little bit online about it, and the, the writers are uh, Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. I did some research. Yay! So their whole goal was to out Preacher Preacher, and I don't know if you've ever seen oh, Preacher on AMC. But bits and that, pieces. That show's pretty gruesome, too, and it's, it's, like, kind of in your face, shocking, like, the violence and blood and gore and things like that. and. After reading that, and I'm like, oh, now I get it. Like,
0: right did on. such a great
1: job of just continually...
0: Kind of one-upping themselves.
1: One-upping, like, every episode, you know, just getting more kind of...
0: Um, oh, my God. Like, when... um, your face. What was her name? The A-Train's girlfriend. Popclaw? Popclaw. Yep. Fucking riding the landlord's <laughs> oh face. God. Yeah. So they did a really good job of one-upping them. And then... That- uh,
1: Probably the most disturbing to me. Like, I was a little turned on after kind of like, oh,
0: what's going on here? Girlfriend's getting it. Yeah, ride that shit. And that
1: just her superpower is just blasting his head to bits. Yeah. I mean, her vagina, let's be real. Yeah, it
0: was. Some inner thigh muscle. Holy shit. <laughs> a lot of thigh
1: master. That's
0: a lot of thigh master.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah, that was crazy. It was, I like I liked the show because it didn't. There's no holds bar. Mm-hmm. It's like we're gonna tap on top, like top what we just did. Like let's see how crazy and demented and just outlandish that we can take this. I never read the comics. Me neither. And so I don't know how like the comics are, but you know I know where I'm going, <laughs> but. Right. I don't
0: know the word, <laughs> but like, how it like compares? You know like compares? In,
1: like writing, like writing a screenplay from a comic. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like how much was left to the imagination. Sure, of, you know, writers having free reign over what. happened oh, yeah. to the characters,
0: but and then having all the special effects to make things all mm-hmm. extra gross and stuff. Real quick, the actress, and now, goddammit, I don't can't. Don't know her name, but um, the actress that played Huey's girlfriend in the beginning, she pops up, and I'm like, I recognize her. I was like, she she wasn't on on Letter Kenny, and sure shit, I looked her up. She is a uh, one of the female hockey players in really? I think it's like season six of Letter Kenny. Oh, I'm not that far. I'm oh. in season two right now. Oh, girl, pitter patter. <laughs> I swear to God, this is probably like the third time I've recorded with someone where I brought up Letter Kenny. <laughs> It's just been on a loop and I love it and I can't stop watching it, It but yeah, it's a great show. So I was like, oh, so that's kind of fun to immediately recognize her from something else I'm already obsessed with. But yeah, it was a shame that she didn't stick around longer, but I did like that, how they kind of portrayed Huey with having that like PTSD of having his girlfriend exploded right in front of him, stepping off the curb, seeing her, still kind of seeing her and maybe having a little bit of that guilt too, as he's hanging out with Starlight more. Because uh, he's starting to see her. Yeah. Like her yeah. whatever. And, and I'm like, well, that's appropriate because what it's been, I don't know what the timeline is because I'm like, it's been what, a fucking week since that all happened? Yeah. I don't.
1: It's, it's not clear what the timeline is.
0: No. I would assume it had to have been longer. But yeah, it just felt like not a lot of time had passed. So I'm like, well, yeah, of course you're still going to see, have images of your dead girlfriend while you're out bowling with. Iowa superhero. Who can bowl? Iowa girls can bowl. Not this Iowa girl. <laughs> A lot of other Iowa girls. So Huey being all surprised that she could bowl, I was like, dude, ain't nothing else to do in the wintertime.
1: <laughs> That's very true. Drinking and bowling. Those are big things yep. in the Midwest in the winter. And in the other, all the other three seasons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have other seasons? <laughs> we have like melting hot and freezing cold yeah oh and then Simon Pegg popping oh, up as Simon the dad Peg, yeah so that was a nice little surprise like you said kind of the little cameos and stuff so I
1: had a hard time seeing him as a father just because <laughs> I've seen you know I've seen him in the the hot fuzz and oh like yeah yeah the dad and he always plays like a more of a comedic character hmm so I couldn't take him seriously as a dad even though, um...
0: Maybe that was kind of the point. Yeah,
1: little tongue-in-cheek.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, can't really take him seriously. He can't really, even in the role, can't really take him seriously as the dad. I mean, Huey lashes out at him towards the end. Like, I, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't eat just Hot Pockets or whatever the hell, you know? So... Sure. It, but it was his American accent that was... Because I know. I know he doesn't... He's not American. So I'm like, you're trying. And I don't like it. <laughs> Like a regular voice. I thought he voice. was okay Yeah. like,
1: the accent thing. I mean, but I didn't really pay, like, a super lot of attention. Because he always just seemed kind of whiny and, like, Ugh.
0: Kind of, like, let's just watch TV. Yeah. Let's not do things. Yeah. Just sign the paper, get the money, and let's just, yeah.
1: Go on with our little
0: lives. Yeah. So. Which made me kind of curious as to what that... Kind of what that history was, you know, with um, Huey's mom and then, you know, the dad being in that dad role, single parent role and like, doing mom? his best, yeah, to try and raise Huey. And I just kind of got that impression that like, yeah, he didn't really know what he was doing for however long he had to do it, but he did his best. And, but he was still, yeah, kind of locked in that mindset of Huey being like a 12 year old kid or something. So so kind of seeing that their relationship kind of move forward a little bit in that sense at the end after like a training them like goes and kidnaps him or whatever and Huey having that plan and bring in Oh god, what was her name? The Asian
1: she was called the female in the show.
0: The female and then her name uh it's not Misako is Kimiko no I know I wrote oh, it down. Kimiko. Kimiko I kept wanting to say Misaku because of a cartoon my kids watch. That's the name of one of the characters. That's where I keep defaulting. But, yeah, so she was... So at first, so I liked that character. And at first, I kind of thought maybe that's where they were getting the V from. Like, she, like, somehow, like, it was in her blood. But we come to find out the whole thing was fucking Homelander using, like, A-Train... To go around and just, like, spread the V around. (laughs) I heard it after I said it and started giggling. So I thought that was kind of an interesting twist. I thought... I didn't see that. I didn't see it being Homelander. So clearly, you know, the company was... Um, in charge of manufacturing it and feeding it and creating the supers. But then for Homelander to kind of take it to the next level and go around and start injecting it into people, and that's how they got that quote-unquote terrorist Mm -hmm. soup. Like, holy shit.
1: Yeah, he's diabolical. Yeah. He needs to be stopped. I was just looking up to see if I could find um, her name, but I want to say it's Kimiko.
0: I think it is. I think that is correct.
1: What about... (laughs)
0: <laughs> Love him.
1: <laughs> Isn't
0: he great? Loved him. Of course, I had that moment in whichever episode where I was like, "I swear to God, if anything happens to Frenchie, I'm gonna freak the fuck out." Ten minutes later, something happened to Frenchie, and I'm like, "I'm freaking the fuck out." <laughs> <laughs> He's just
1: great. Like all of his little things that he creates, like the the bomb,
0: the bomb, translucent, mm-hmm. culinary whiz. Yeah. He's just making all the foods and everything, and too. just, like,
1: the sweet little love story between him and um the female.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Just,
1: like, how he wants to just, like, take care of her and kind of, like, domesticate her in a way so yep. she's not so scared of people. Yeah, and not,
0: you know, always trying to, like, attack and kill, like, Butcher. And we'll get to Mother's Milk because I have a lot of... Well, not a lot of questions about the name, just the one, what the fuck. But, um... Mm-hmm. Oh shit, damn it now I've interrupted my own train of thought. Mmm. Yeah, so I, I really liked their whole little crew. I got about halfway through the season before I realized the boys, the title of the show mm-hmm. was referring to Huey, Butcher, Mother's Milk, and Frenchie. Oh. <laughs> halfway through? Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm like I'm like I didn't know <laughs> Six episodes in. I, I had it in my notes. Oh, look at me. I get it now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm very curious about, like, kind of their backstory. You know, so clearly, um, Butcher was recruited by that one woman where her whole goal was to go out and seek revenge on supers. Mm-hmm. And was she part of the CIA? See, Seeing- I don't know if, I don't remember them saying specifically CIA, like a secret, a whole other secret vigilante kind of organization, um, where they were work and maybe she was, I don't know, but so I kind of found that all fascinating. And then, yeah, how, how butcher knew mother's milk, how mother's milk got his name, um, and Frenchie, because those were his go-to guys. Mm -hmm. Straight away when he was like, we need to go after A-Train for Huey. And just using Huey as, like, the catalyst to continue his killing spree. Revenge.
1: Yeah, I guess it wasn't totally explained how he knows them. I'm assuming from prior, from, like, the group, the the prior jobs that they were in, it seemed seemed like they've had some history with...
0: Wondering. Yeah. Well, and, like, Frenchie and Mother's Milk had history because originally they didn't want to work with each other because they mm-hmm. were all mad at each other. And so it was kind of nice you seeing we have a little bit of shit to each other and then eventually kind of come around and have that mutual respect. But, yeah, so I was very kind of curious, like, how long have they known each other? What other, like, secret operatives? How many other supers have y'all killed? Right.
1: I think, you know, if, if we would have read the comics, I think mm. we would have a better... Story to that. I thought they did a pretty good job, though. Like, yeah, just introducing them as characters. Oh,
0: absolutely, role. and kind of leaving those questions out there, kind right. of making you want to know more. Like, well, what is you know? Because like, um, what was it Umbrella Academy is also based on a comic book, graphic novel, or whatever. And I really enjoyed that first season. I'm looking forward to the second season, but from what I've kind of read online. Yeah, I do like the music. The music is done really well. Like, the soundtrack, the, the songs that it, they pick for the scenes really are cute. just great. Dancing in the Moonlight has been on repeat since fucking forever, because I'm just like, dancing in the moonlight. Anyways, knowing, like, having read, if we had read, we'd probably have an idea of, like, yep, this is the history, and this is where a second season could potentially be going. Because um, I've read some of the spec- some of the theories on where season two of Umbrella Academy will go because of where it's at in the comics. Okay. I don't read the comics. The only comics I've read, show-wise, has been The Walking Dead. And I'm not even all caught up to the comics. yes, um, I'm still watching that goddamn show.
1: <laughs> so Mother's Milk, back to your question about mm-hmm. Mother's Milk. I was reading up a little bit on that. And so in the comics, he gets like his power of regeneration from suckling his mother's breast. Um, and I think it's because she she has the... What's the drug called. Uh, I think they just
0: called it V. Yeah, like she
1: has V
0: and he has to like basically breastfeed to maintain his, huh. his V. Interesting because you got the impression that like well, I often wondered if Butcher had a superpower and what was it? If it was being super sneaky or just kind of a lying bastard, I wasn't sure. But because he always like he just popped into you know, mother, Mother's Milk worked um, at like a prison classroom or whatever and Butcher managed to just sneak in there he managed to somehow sneak into jennifer espinoza's fancy detective office i'm like how the fuck is he getting into all these places i
1: guess i didn't pick up on that so that's a really good that's a good theory
0: so i wondered so for a while i was like i wonder if they're supers and they're like supers gone rogue and or whatever and they're kind of fighting back because they found whatever but by the end of the season i was like no i don't think that's it they're just out for revenge, whatever reasons they might have, whatever personal reasons they have against the Supers. I don't
1: know. I mean, Butcher's out for revenge for his wife. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He thinks Homelander raped and murdered her.
0: What did you think about that? Like, okay, so the storyline with Becca, between Butcher, Becca, and what Butcher thought happened to Becca, yeah, and Homelander raping her. Do you think Homelander raped her? Because we only saw that little bit of, like, the you know, quote-unquote, CCT footage that the one lady showed Butcher to say, this was the last time your wife was seen.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> here's my theory. Yes, I think that Homelander raped her. Mm-hmm. And then the vote, Vought vote Company... Mm-hmm. Um, yep, Voight. Voight. That's such a weird word. It is. Um, I think Voight. that in order to protect her and... To per- probably protect themselves as a company, they said, "Okay, we're going to put you in a safe space. Homelander cannot touch you. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll set you up for life." Basically. Sure, sure. And that's that's what they did. That's where they went. That's where she went. Um, yeah, I I a very loose theory. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it, but just like knee jerk reaction. Yeah, I think he did rape her. Mm-hmm. And he did that. Vote, vote, whatever. Voight. Voight. (laughs) Yep.
0: I think like John Voight, the actor, is how I remembered it. It's still a weird word. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: They did it to protect themselves and, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, to, and I don't know, did they know that she was pregnant when they set her up? Possibly. Did they know she was pregnant and they didn't want what happened to Homelander growing up in a laboratory to happen to... The child she was carrying, so they tried to set that child up in a better environment. Mm -hmm.
0: Possibly. you
1: know, it has the superpowers of Homelander. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, I agree. I absolutely think that Homelander had raped Becca um, because he's just an icky piece of shit. So the way they, when Homelander found the one doctor that more or less raised him and the doctor ended up calling Homelander his greatest failure, which I thought was brutal and awesome... He yeah, he kind of laid it out that yep, Becca got pregnant. The pregnancy I think progressed quickly and he told the story to Homelander that she died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. So clearly he lied. And when he told that part I'm like, like I know he said he was going to be completely honest. But I was like I don't think he's being completely honest. Right. But, you know, whatever, went with it and um so I'm like, okay, so yeah, so clearly all of that was done to I think yeah, protect more or less, I think, protect Becca and the baby. I think at some point, Voight realized their errors with Homelander in trying to raise supers in a facility, in a lab. Because they had, you know, like, Starlight. She's like, oh, well, I was born this way. And then that brings up a whole nother level of, like, fucked upness where her mom was, like, parents are signing their kids up for this shit. Clearly, you know, consent and whatnot. But then, yeah, like, they, they realize their mistake. They can't try and raise a superhero in, like, a cold... Laboratory type environment, still raise them with their family and whatnot and right. try to be that better, super, you know, organically good superhero, you know, raised with good morals or whatever. And then, yeah, like kind of knowing that Homelander is cuckoo pants, protecting maybe the kid from him mm-hmm. and not wanting the kid to follow his lead in with this mentality of like, we're superior and we'll do any whatever we want. Yeah,
1: I Yeah, I agree with that. I agree that was a lot that was a lot but yeah I I mean kind of I think we're
0: coming from the same place yeah I do have to say that one of my favorite scenes you know when we're talking about them kind of the producers and everything trying to one up themselves when they're in the laboratory and they see the babies (laughs) and Carl Urban grabs the super baby with the laser beam eyeballs (laughs) And kills everybody with it. Loved it. That's. I mean, this show. There was. There's definitely things that I like loved about this show. I thought were great, funny, entertaining. Very what the fuck. Very what the fuck. I had a lot of what. Lot like of what the fuck moments. That was
1: just comical. It was.
0: And then he's like, "Hey, you know, don't make me come back for you later." Kind of <laughs> little pep talk. His other little speech that he gave about whether they're going to let Kimiko join them because. His whole Spice Girl based speech. He's like, you know, I that one. oh, that's a good one. He's like, you know, individually, he knew a lot about the Spice Girls and all their solo stuff and how well they did or didn't do. But then you brought them together and you know, like a fist, and they were like powerhouse Spice Girls with all these hits and blah 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 and the girl power and even like Frenchy and Mother's Milk. They're just like, you know, a lot, know a lot about, about the Spice Girls. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then Kimiko turned out to be a Spice Girl, and she worked well with the team, with the boys, and yeah, I'll have to, I'll check my notes and see which episode and which episode that was in, because it was a really good speech, and <laughs> it made a lot of sense. That's
1: funny. I mean, being from England, like, he sounds like he's from England, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he was really into the Spice Girls when they were big
0: in the yeah. early 2000s. I think they think he had said at one point maybe it was wife maybe it was in one of the little flashbacks or something they alluded to her being a fan doesn't matter it was, it was hilarious and it was very well done so queen mave the wonder woman-esque mm, character what did you think of her
1: i uh, i feel sorry for her in a way she's. She's just been jaded, mm-hmm. you know. I think she went into it with good intentions, um, and I think just the company
0: Vought <laughs> has just worn her down. Yeah,
1: made her jaded. Mm-hmm. Um, made her do things she doesn't want to do. Obviously, mm-hmm. the the airplane, the, air, the whole air, oh that was that brutal. was tough. That was, that was brutal. I feel I like I feel bad for her. and, yeah. and sh- now we know you know. She's got some addiction issues, and she's definitely feeling the stress and mm-hmm. the kind of spiraling a little bit, um, especially after the plane yeah the plane crash. And she, I think she wants to do good, mm-hmm. but there's the powers that be aren't letting her aren't letting her. Yeah, um,
0: she's like being bound by she's like kind contracts of, and she's kind bullshit.
1: and a rock and a hard spot, and um, you know, I thought telling. Um, the exchange between her and Starlight and just how, like, you know, she's, she's kind of telling Starlight, you know, you gotta stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and you gotta, don't let, don't let them change you yeah. kind of thing. Don't let them make you bitter and yeah, like she was. I thought that was just a, it was kind of a little bit of, um, it was just nice to see that. Yeah. For like. The
0: word I'm looking for. Well, because like you said, up until that point, she was jaded. She was clearly just out of Fox. She was just kind of riding the wave. So it was nice to see her maybe come around a little bit and, you know, through Starlight, kind of get that renewed sense of heroism and actually wanting to do good. I liked her character. I liked her character flaws or something that I'm like, I can get that, you know, like as opposed to like Homelander or something. I'm like, nope, you're I can fucked up. Yeah.
1: I guess maybe it's just being a woman and I don't know, just being in the world. Sometimes feeling the pressures. 41 years, you know, things make you jaded. Mm -hmm. Maybe you start drinking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm, but what I'm saying is like, I understood where she was coming from. Yeah. And she's kind of forced to, because of contracts and things like that, she's forced to like pair up with Homelander and be Mm -hmm. like his, I don't know. I don't even know what, the I don't know what they're really supposed to
0: be to the public, but. Me neither, but it's it's another weird You know, clearly they had a fling in the past. Yeah. And then at some point she's like, now fuck you, fucking weirdo. You're a yeah. But she can't get away from them. Right. You're stuck living with your ex at that point. And then, yeah, just all the terrible shit that they have to do, or, you know the situation, the terrible situations that they're in and Homelander being clearly like the strong arm, the leader of the seven. Everyone's terrified of them. You saw that in deep. You saw that in a train. You I mean Maeve? Like I said, she just was out of fucks. She did not just fucking give a care. Um, translucent died really soon. And then let's see. Cause, and then there was like the noir character. So Maeve Homelander. Oh, weirded me out. Black noir, translucent. Cause there was a seven. Did we meet all seven? I'm looking at my fingers. I'm counting them. There's seven fingers. I can't oh, think of all the characters.
1: Maeve, Homelander, A-Train, the Deep, Black Noir, and Translucent.
0: Oh, okay. Thanks for helping me count. Yeah. <laughs> I had to count myself. Mm-hmm. That was that was a fun show. That was a fun watch. I don't. I haven't heard if they're gonna do a second season, but I kind of hope they do. They
1: better fucking do a second. Season. <laughs>
0: god damn it my Mm anti-hero superhero
1: shows (laughs) yeah
0: i liked him i like that these heroes were kind of like your knockoff superheroes you know that we know in the real you know like the marvel superheroes you know captain america and iron man and you know dc heroes and superman and batman and all these they just all seem like Different knockoffs, like some shit for you sure. get at the dollar store. Like for I'm sure. gonna get a Homelander doll at the dollar store for fifty percent off. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the whole like the way they like privatized it and made it all major corporate, like a whole business. It was like a business model was just that's what I found kind of really interesting. The whole like the corporate corporatization of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how
1: they set up um, set up crime. So the yes. superheroes could be there to bust the crimes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the um, media was there, mm-hmm. or whatever, to, like...
0: Stand by, ready, waiting. Yeah.
1: it, it kind of...
0: All manufactured. It's
1: all manufactured. Yep.
0: Yeah. It
1: was interesting in that aspect.
0: I thought it was Just pretty, pretty on brand like, yeah, for USA. But then, so I found it, I found it to be pretty on brand for oh, the USA. Like we I. Yep. We could fucking do. We'd fucking do that. Yeah. I think that's all I really had to say. Any final thoughts on the boys? Clearly you want a second season. I
1: want a second season. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I I liked. Of the characters, the character development,
0: I liked the cameos. Mm-hmm. People I would never have expected to be in a show like this, like you know, like Gus Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, like you said, Haley Joel Osment popping up. He played Mesmer, so he didn't see dead people, but he still saw some shit he didn't need to be seeing. Right. <laughs> so, and then Butcher killing him because what he like beat the shit out of him in a bathroom, I think. Smash his face in a sink or something. That was brutal. That was brutal. Just the whole
1: show is just brutal. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. On one of my notes, I can't remember which episode it was, but like the last thing I wrote was the whole last five minutes was fucking bonkers. I might have to go back and rewatch because I'm like, eh, that applies to a lot of the episodes Mm -hmm. where just bonkers shit happened at the end. Very good though. It was
1: different. It was. It's yes. Not what I expected when I first started watching it. And um, some of the people that, work, that I work with, they had started watching it, and they're telling me, like, Jill, you need to watch this. And, I'm like, all right, you know, like, I'm not super into, like, the superhero, Marvel, DC. Like, I don't get, like, I, they're fun. I enjoy yeah, yeah. them when I see them, but I don't, yeah. like, make it a point.
0: You're not obsessing so about the timelines and, like, okay. And, like, yeah. when's the next event? Yeah.
1: So I went in with to it with no expectations and then just immediately was like shocked in the mm-hmm. first I don't know 7 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. That got my attention and then Carl Urban came on the screen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Goddamn he's well, hot. Well,
1: written. it makes me want to read the comics. Yeah. Actually, cuz I I would like to know the backstories.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the characters. Yeah, I'd have to say like after I watched like um Umbrella Academy, I was curious, so I did add with my library card with the apps oh, um the ebooks I love that. You have so a card. isn't it adorable and i don't actually read
1: <laughs> it's adorable <laughs> <laughs> oh she has a library card <laughs> mm-hmm. it's cool though
0: i do and i realize i don't have like the strongest listening skills either <laughs> oh, okay. but yeah. it's it's fine it, it is but it's it's fine it works <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else that you have been watching or something we could watch.
1: Um, I started watching Succession. It's a show on HBO. <gasps> Ooh, I've
0: heard um, good, good things.
1: It's really good. It actually took me about the first two episodes to get into it. Mm-hmm. But then once I was into then, yeah, I binged the, the rest. Really good show. The writing's really good. There's mm-hmm. just, like... These people, they're family, and they just kind of, the one-liner rips into each other. They're always telling each other to fuck off, which I'm nice. amusing for some reason.
0: <laughs> um, it's Relatable. Really, it's, it's good. So, right yeah, on.
1: I'm going to watch season two because that's out now, too. Um, I just have to find the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I haven't really started... Anything new, like there's stuff that, like, Timmy and I are kind of just casually watching, like F is for Family on Netflix, and that's the Bill Burr animated. That's a a really great show, and it's really hard not to just tell my kids that I want to put them through the fucking wall (laughs) because the way he delivers that line is just beautiful. It's just art. (laughs) And there's times where I'm just like, I'll put you through the fucking wall. Oh, my God. Yeah. And talk about Latchkey Childhood. So that, that's that been kind of a fun. Yeah. Like casual watch. Otherwise, yeah. Letter Kenny um, just on a loop. Can't stop. I need to stop. I should probably stop when for a little bit. I know. I can't. <laughs> <Just> uh, <today. laughs> and they're coming to Milwaukee in March and I got tickets. Woohoo. Current shows, the current season of American Horror Story 1984. Mm. So that's. Oh my god, that's been a lot of fun. So it's 80s horror movie, campy goodness. Oh my god, yeah, they've got it all you want. You want a a deadly camp, a serial killer, um, a deranged killer broke free from the mental institution, fucking ghosts, um,
1: wild bachelor or bachelorette
0: parties. Yep, (laughs) can't have sex because you'll die. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and yeah, we've enjoyed it. They've got, um, I guess a little bit of a spoiler. They've got a, uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. So they've incorporated him into the storyline. So Richard Ramirez was a, uh, a Satanist, devil worshiper. Mm-hmm. And they are really, they're having a lot of fun with that aspect, you know, cause American horror stories will always take its own liberties with, history and historical points and, right. and this and that and that's part of the reason why i love it so they've really just let like written that character just like all because it's american horror story so yeah you're you you have that supernatural element so is that on
1: um, netflix right now or is that
0: on fx fx okay. it's the current running season okay. um but if you get a chance you should if you haven't already check out apocalypse which is on netflix yeah I think that one has, it's up there in like probably like my top four or five um, American Horror Story seasons. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed that one too. And Jessica Lange comes back in that season and she's amazing. I love her. So, well, all right. I could use a top off and a potty break. So I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of My Streaming Bubble. And... do Do you want to do a good thing of the week? We can do a good thing of the week. Yeah. We didn't do one last time either because I had to pee. And I was like, we got to end it. <laughs> oh,
1: mine's okay. quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I thought of something. So my stepdad's birthday was earlier this week. And we're getting together with family tomorrow oh. and going out to dinner at the Three Mile House, which is down by Hazel Green. So a little bit of history. It's called the Three Mile Club or House. I, I don't know. Something with Three Mile. Um, but it's an old-timey supper club. And it's
0: three miles from the Iowa and Illinois border. Oh, funsies. So um, my whole
1: family, my brothers and my sisters, are
0: going to be there.
1: So it'll be oh. loud Yeah, fun. Yeah.
0: Cocktails <laughs> That's Me- awesome. Meats. Meats. meats and cheeses. Uh, assorted meats and cheeses. Yeah, That's my favorite. Fans, so
1: I'm excited
0: about that. Right on. Well, say hi to everyone for us. And give Dale the finger. All right, I know you can do that. So, yeah, I guess my good thing is, um, so today is Friday, October 25th. My podcast officially launched on the 20th, so that was fun and exciting. Other than that, yay! Other than that, oh, and I already told you this um, last weekend at Callie's birthday thing, but kind of just a funsy thing because it's spooky Halloween time. Woo! Um, Timmy and I had a date night on Friday, last Friday and we just ended up kind of driving around the back roads and we ended up on... (laughs) High school? Yeah. (laughs) We're like rocking out to some Zeppelin, you know, like boxing the car totally. No. (laughs) So (laughs) we... But we ended up on the old weary road, which is like the haunted road um, near the near uh, Evansville, where we live, Evansville, Wisconsin. And so we drove down it, like didn't do it on purpose, just kind of ended up on it. And I was like, "This is like a weary really road found you." It did. <laughs> yeah. Tim was just like, "I've never turned down this road," so something pulled us in. So we drove down it. Like the road's kind of getting smaller, more like one lane. I'm like, are you sure this isn't like a driveway? And he's like, no, it's a road. Some kind of like sharp right angle turns and stuff. I looked it up on Google Maps. I'm like, we're on, road. We're on the haunted road. So we get to the bridge that that's, you're sp- supposedly supposed to stop on, turn the car off. And it's not supposed to start or, you know, you see things, whatever. So we got to the bridge. We turned the car off. We did hear two knocks. Timmy heard him too. But also keeping in mind, we just shut a car off. Cars make all sorts of noises when you shut them off. We're also outside. Animals run into shit because they're dumb. <laughs> but it's like 11 o'clock at night. I was like, oh, did you hear that? You're next. Yeah, and I was I like, out. I got a little freaked out. Yeah. Um, but the road is really cool itself because it's like, you know, you go around the bridge or whatever and the road, it's kind of got like that tree tunnel, trees, mm-hmm. the rows of trees on either side. Oh yeah, i i so it's very, so it was still really cool. And the moon was like this kind of orangey and it was like super bright. You know, I love me the moon. <laughs> so moon it was, that's a long time ago <laughs> at a campground, not that far away. <laughs> mm, okay, <I> puke toes. <laughs> <You're not that. laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was just kind of a fun, silly, yeah, in the spirit of Halloween thing to do. For Nothing sure. happened, but. It was just exciting spooky, <laughs> Halloween. spooky Halloween, so <laughs> but, yeah, all right, well, that's our show. Thanks for listening, and keep streaming bye, bye.